1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And I'd like to start out by saying a special good morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning. And to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, everyone. So this morning we have the heavy hitters with us. Did you ever see that expression on television, Tenny, or hear that expression? Uh, yes, I did. I don't know why you're referring to us as that. Because you guys are really the heavy hitters when it comes to estate planning and We're so smart, protecting right? people's assets. So thank you for being here. <laughs> you know, I had something funny happen to me when I was nine years old, almost ten years old. I was standing at the window in the third-story apartment building that I lived in at the time with my family, and I saw a car go by the third-story window. Mm. And the reason that's unusual is because I was in the middle of a tornado. Didn't realize it until later. But imagine standing in the middle of your room, and you're on the third story, and you see a car fly by the window. Think what that would do to your brain and how traumatic that would be. Mm. And we had been playing outside that day. I've mentioned this to a couple of people before. And we had a babysitter who was taking care of us at the time. My mother was at work in downtown Worcester. And all of a sudden the sky got greenish and dark and the air became very still. And then without any warning, we suddenly got pelted with large amounts of hail. And then the rain came. And as soon as that started, the babysitter inside, um, who was one of our neighbors and had two children of her own taken care of, started screaming for us to come in. So we all went racing for the door. We had to race up three flights of stairs. As I was the last one going up, I turned around quickly and looked and saw trash cans flying up in the air. So it was really right upon us. Mm. And by the time I got to the third story window, I tried to close the window in the hallway, but I couldn't because of the air pressure, and I saw a car go by. And hmm. then I raced into the uh, living room of our babysitter, and she was screaming, and she pushed us all behind the couch in the corner, and over and over and over again, she said the rosary. And it sounded like bloody hell. Mm. It sounded like a massive freight train going by. It didn't last very long, but it sure did a lot of damage. And you were so unbelievably lucky because a couple of feet one way or the other, and you probably would have been picked up by that tornado and thrown who knows where. Yep. When we finished, when the storm passed over, when we looked across the street, this was public housing I lived in at that age at that time. My dad was in Korea. We looked across the street, and the building across the street from us looked like looking into the back of a dollhouse. Mm. The whole front, the whole front of the building had been sheared off. Mm. Everything inside had been sucked out. It was empty. All the furniture had been sucked right out of the building, Jeez. and that could have been us too. So the reason for the story partly is to say that tornadoes are always unexpected. You might get a little notice. You might get more notice today that a supercell has been spotted. Just this past week, we've had some fairly significant severe thunderstorm warnings and activity in the area. Up in the Franklin, Rentham, Norwood area, my daughter lives up that way, she and her family were all huddled in their basement because they had circular clouds they were showing on the television, mm. and they had one-inch size hail. We didn't get that down in our area, thankfully, but... Anytime I see those kinds of clouds, um, it really freaks me out. And the thing with a tornado is that you don't have a lot of warning. You might get more warning today than you did 50 years ago, mm -hmm. but generally you don't get a lot, of more, a lot of warning. You could start out with a perfect sunshiny day in the morning, the birds are chirping, and a few minutes later a storm rolls in and a tornado could be right on top of you. Mm -hmm. I wasn't where you were. In, I was south of Worcester, so a ways away, but I will never forget how green the air got. It was really weird. Yep, it looks really very green. Mm. Well, we did a show a few weeks ago on preparing for a hurricane, and probably people have forgotten about that right now and aren't thinking about hurricanes. We've had beautiful weather for the last week or so, and 
you know, occasionally a thunderstorm or some rain, not a lot of rain. But when you think about a hurricane, think about what happens with a hurricane. First of all, they say it's down in the Caribbean or it's coming across the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And it's got a lot more predictability to it. In fact, they even give hurricanes names. They don't give tornadoes names Mm. because you can't plan for a tornado coming. But a hurricane gets a name and you have a chance to go out and prepare. People rush to the supermarket and buy supplies and fill up their gas tanks. You can't do that with a tornado. And I like to think that this is analogous to what we're going through today, the difference between a hurricane and a tornado. Think of what you were doing in January and February and maybe even the beginning of March this year. Life was normal. Mm. And suddenly the coronavirus has hit, and it's not only impacted people's health and their lifestyle in terms of staying healthy, but it's also impacted everybody economically. Mm -hmm. Look how many stores are still closed at this time. So always think about doing something to prepare because you can't always prepare for unexpected things. And so you want to be prepared ahead of time as much as possible, including making sure, Mike and Tenny, that you have proper estate planning documents in place. I was wondering where you were going with your story. (laughs) Well, these are really unusual times. Nobody could have predicted back in January and February how we would be living right now, what we'd be be doing. A lot of business had had to shut down. Um, So we're going to give a little bit of updates on some things today. And we still have, right now, as of yesterday's numbers, we have 10,600,000 cases of corona in the world, and um, we have more than a half a million deaths in the world. Um, That's a fairly high percentage. I think we have better health care. We are now reporting 50,000 new cases of coronavirus every single day, Hmm. and this has all happened in just the last week or so. So... In the state of Massachusetts, I I like to think that uh, Charlie Baker, our governor, has done a really outstanding job. But a lot of states, I think, have opened up too early. And so uh, the last I heard, it was either 32 or 37 states out of 50 states are showing daily increases in the numbers. So Um, Right now, we have 2.7 million confirmed cases of corona in the United States. We have 840,000 cases that have recovered. We have 130,000 deaths in our country. So think back to the Vietnam War, those of you who can remember those statistics. I think we had something like 53,000 men and women killed in the Vietnam War, 53,000. We're looking right now at 130,000 that we know of that have already died in this country from the coronavirus. Mm. And in only two or three months, as opposed to the length of that war. So in our offices, um, we wear masks when we are in public areas. Um, When we are in our individual offices, we don't, but I think the one single thing that everybody is saying, Dr. Fauci and others, is that everybody should be wearing a mask when you're out in public. And a lot of stores in Massachusetts are still requiring that. I find that most people are fully complying with that order or that request. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I go into Home Depot or I go into Lowe's, everybody's wearing a mask, employees and everybody there. When I go into BJ's, you'll see dozens of people with no masks on at Mm. all because they're not enforcing it. And Mm. I think that's unfortunate on the part of uh, that company. I think they should clearly be doing that. I told you a story about my trip to the grocery store a couple of weeks ago and a young couple approaching me in the aisle without any mask on. So I went to the customer service desk and said, aren't people supposed to be wearing masks? And the customer service person said, well, we can't really enforce that. Well, they actually could. They could simply say, I'm sorry, if you don't wear a mask, you have to leave. Of course they could. So I wrote a letter to the manager of that store and said, I won't be shopping in your store anymore. haven't heard anything either. No, you won't, you won't get any feedback on that. But if we have a, a governor's state order that says when you're in inside stores and public places, you have to have a mask on, you should have a mask on. Mm. It's that simple. A lot of people think that it's infringement of their freedom. It's not. Or that it's silly. Um, 
or juvenile. My good Lord, if you don't care enough about yourself, care more about others. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a variety of uh, different quotations today. Some may sound like they're on topic, some may not, but I just mm-hmm. c- kind of like them. This is from Francis of Assisi. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. Hmm. I just kind of like that quotation as I was doing some quotation preps for today. So we've given you a little bit of update on what's happening with the COVID um, update, um, the COVID uh, infections. And I'd like to talk about some very particular programs. So last week on June 30th was supposed to be the last day that a business could apply for a PPP loan, uh, Payment Protection uh, Payroll payroll protection. Protection Program Loan, PPP. And I know we did that here, and we're successful with that. I know other companies that have done that. So there was a lot of scramble. A couple of banks that we talked to for clients, one stopped doing it as of the Friday before June 30th, one stopped doing it on June 29th. So Mm -hmm. the interesting news right now is that suddenly there's been a new order passed, and now you've got up until August 1st to Mm -hmm. still apply for a PPP loan. Mm -hmm. And I've already given this information to a number of people. Um, And by the way, churches are also eligible to apply. As our nonprofit organizations. Right. I gave advice to some organization this week saying, apply for a PPP loan. So I've talked to a number of people, probably at least a half a dozen over just the last couple of days, and said, you know, they did extend the time period to apply for a PPP loan. And if most of that money goes for paying uh, employees' salaries, um, the loan, that portion of the loan can be forgivable. It's a very straightforward, it's only like two or three page application. And if you have questions about it, give a call to Tenny. She's done several of these. Uh, give her a call at 508-998-8800. Call me, uh, Ray, at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to give you information, give you instructions on how to do it. We've got a lot of really useful information. I wonder what that says about their feelings about when this is going to end, all of this virus. If they're extending the Paycheck Protection Program, they probably feel like this isn't going to end anytime soon, unfortunately. That's really a good question. So many businesses are still impacted. I I don't see any way near. I was in Barnes & Noble weekend before last, and hardly anybody was there. Well, uh, let me ask you a question as a follow-up on that, Mike. Um, what does your gut instinct tell you from everything that you're hearing and reading? How long do you think this is going to last? I think it's going to last until we have some form of vaccine in place. Yep, I, really I think do. that's a good response, and I agree with that. And the the short solution in the meantime is that if you're out in public, you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. I think we we see what happened in the states that tried to reopen, in Florida and I think Texas, they they tried to do it, and now they're shutting everything down again. California has closed bars and restaurants. Yep. And beaches. Yep. And beaches, yep. Um, I think in Miami they've closed down beaches, too. You know what I heard uh, the other night on the news? In Miami they were flying drones over the public beaches to see how close together people were. (laughs) Like Big Brother is watching you. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, I think as... States have started to open up and cities have started to open up. I think people have taken the attitude that it's safe now. Everything is over and we can go do what we wanted to do before. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case, is it? No. Massachusetts has opened up a bit. I mean, I know you can go to restaurants now. Um, mm-hmm. There is dine-in eating yes, in there a is. lot of restaurants, but and I haven't tape. done it yet. But No, I wouldn't feel really comfortable. Yeah. So what if you're six feet apart or your tables are, you know, distance and so forth in the restaurant and you hear somebody at the next table coughing? Yeah. That's going to freak you out, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> but um, I want to give a plug to uh, Joe's Original Restaurant, which is on Route 6 in Dartmouth. It used to be called Not Your Average Joe's. I think what they did is they sold out the Not Your Average Joe's chain, but they kept the original restaurant which is called Joe's Original. I've done takeout there a couple of times. It has worked very successfully. 
Uh, we just did it the other day for lunch, and everybody ordered lunch from Joe's. Mm-hmm. And they have a terrace outside as well. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody hasn't been to Joe's or hasn't ordered from Joe's original lately, mm-hmm. you can order ahead of time, um, give a description of your car, very efficient. You make the payment on a credit card, and they'll bring it out to your car. And it's a wonderful way to still be able to eat at Joe's restaurant, yeah. Joe's original. I've done that with a few different restaurants on purpose, you know, trying to give them business Good. because I know that right. they're struggling right now. Right. And besides, if you get tired of the home cooking um, <clears throat> once in a while. Um, it's or not, doing the cooking. Or doing the cooking. <sighs> I don't know, Mike. I don't know how to cook. Do you know how to cook? No, not really. No, I don't really either. <laughs> I think it's a guy thing that you have a mental deficiency when it comes to learning yeah. how to cook. I can now put things together. Now your cooks. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, okay. <laughs> we do a lot of things out of necessity sometimes. <laughs> but the point is, um, let me give a, a nice little plug for Joe's original on Route 6 in Dartmouth. Um they are, they've just continued to provide good service, appropriate service. And I think, as Mike said as well, if you've got a local restaurant that you used to uh, visit and eat at and they're offering any kind of takeout service, um, go ahead and buy something from them. Number one, you'll enjoy it. Number two, you'll keep that restaurant open. I think Tuesday is the takeout day, takeout Tuesday. Oh, so. I hadn't so, heard that. So, so what do they do different on Monday? I don't know. Everyone, yeah, in general, every, everybody? Yeah, everyone has to do takeout on Tuesdays. Well, I think... That's the rule. Oh, well, oh, oh. If you really want to survive the pandemic, it ought to be any day of the week that ends in the letter Y, <laughs> which would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, because <laughs> they all end in Y. Well... Uh, support your local restaurant and certainly support Joe's Original. Great company, great service, great food, great people. Mm-hmm. Um, Tenny, if somebody wants to reach you and talk about their legal documents, either asking questions about updating their documents or maybe, like many people, they have never done an estate plan at all, what should they do? What should, what if they number? would like to call us, our phone number is 508 998 Zero, zero. And I'll tell you what really has surprised me as a result of this pandemic is that we have not been inundated with people trying to do their estate plans. Uh, it, it really does surprise me because if there's any time in all of our lives when we are all vulnerable and could potentially have a disaster in our life at any time, uh, now has got to be it. Um, so we want to assure you that we are taking all precautions necessary to make sure you are safe if you want to do telephone conferencing or Zoom conferencing instead of coming into the office. We are certainly open to doing that. We have um, facilities in our office, con- conference rooms, that allow us to sit at least six feet apart with plexiglass in between, and we all wear face masks. We um, clean the areas after people have been in. Every time they leave, we keep the door locked so that we're sure that only a certain number of people are in the office at any given time. So please, if you are worried about being safe, we are doing everything possible to make sure that that you are safe. We'll yes. even meet with you out in our parking lot at our picnic table. <laughs> yep. You're also restricting the number of people who can be in the office at any one given time. Right. That's why we keep the door locked, so we can do that. And, and the other thing that's been uh, done here is that once, and once people leave and the office has been cleaned and uh, sanitized and so forth, then there's a sign that goes on the door that says cleaned. Mm-hmm. So we know that that room has been cleaned yeah. and can receive the next people who want to come in. I think you're right about us not being inundated with people, but I did have one client who came in specifically because she had coronavirus. Oh. And she was in the hospital and almost to the point where she was on a ventilator, not quite to that point, but she was there and she was thinking to herself that she had no plan in place no will, no powers of attorney or anything, and that's what made her come in to see us. 
Well, a lot of people, um, when they become ill or if they have another death in the family, all of a sudden they start to think about their own need to do planning. Right. And it is vitally important. And a special shout-out this morning, by the way, and a special hello to one of our favorite groups of clients. This is a very dedicated mother. Um, she has three adult sons who live with her. We're not going to mention her name, but we know that she listens to the show every day. And every week. she and her three sons all had coronavirus. Uh, they right. didn't have it's, to be hospitalized. It's remarkable that they survived it, all four of them. Boy. Yep. They're strong people, and we have a lot of fun every time they come in the office. So mm -hmm. good morning, and we're glad you recovered from the coronavirus. You know, uh, Mike, I wonder how many people listening today know somebody, either in their own family or in their own neighborhood, who's had their virus. I'm sure most people listening to and not not everybody dies obviously most people recover mm -hmm. but we're waiting to hear um our daughter's best friend all the years she was growing up lives in south carolina and just put pl on police officer yep put on um uh, i guess a facebook page that she had corona and we don't know how she's doing she has two young sons it's very scary um, briefly back to the PPP program, the other thing that's happened with this program, which is um, put in place originally to allow employers to continue to have funds to pay the employees so they wouldn't, uh, you know, lose their jobs, so to speak. Um, and I think that program, by and large, has been fairly successful. So a lot of people rushed to spend the money because of this June 30th deadline that has since been extended. And they went and spent money than maybe that they didn't need to. Or they could have stretched it out for a longer period of time. So not only uh, has the time for applying for PPP funds been extended, if you are a business, you should look into this. Uh, you now have until August 1st to apply. But now you have a longer period of time within which you can spend the money over. And it used to be just an eight-week period. Um, so... And as usual, there's a divide in Washington among the Republicans and Democrats whether to um, further enhance the programs and, and put more money into them. Well, I think it's important for people to just continue to monitor the news and be aware because just as Congress waits often until the very last minute, um, I can tell you that on uh, July 1st, um, the United States Senate voted to extend the period to apply for this program until August 8th. And then on July 2nd, the um, House of Representatives also did the same thing. Or maybe it's vice versa in terms of dates. But both the House of Representatives and the United States Senate have voted to extend the time periods. If you want more information, let me know. Give me a call at 508-998-888. Uh, that's for Tenny or 998-8858 to talk to me, to Ray. So we're glad to hear that that's been extended to apply for and look into it if you haven't already done so. Um, Tenny, did you ever hear of uh, Maya Angelou, a famous poet? Oh, sure. So she once said, try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Hmm. These are tough times, aren't they? She was a good lady. Yes, yeah, she was, and I always thought that was a nice quotation. But is this a tough time for everybody? Sure. Is it an inconvenient time for everybody? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are having a lot of economic uncertainty. They might have lost their jobs. A lot of companies are still um, going out of business or may not go back in business. And the funny thing is society is changing all over the place. So here's an article in the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, July 2nd. Motorcycle makers are on a roll. Hmm. Cute title. So consumers are turning to two-wheelers to stay off public transport. And so companies like Harley-Davidson have seen a major upsurge in business, and Honda has, Honda motorcycles. People hmm. are looking for other ways to travel where they don't have to be on a bus or a train right. or something else. So that's interesting. So there are pockets. The same page in the Wall Street Journal also says that movie theaters get a painful intermission. Mm. Somebody likes writing cute headlines <laughs> in the Wall Street Journal. So, I wouldn't want to go to a movie theater right now. Well, that's exactly what this and article says, and yeah. it's unfortunate. I mean, 
How do you do this? Maybe they need to think about putting an outdoor screen and renting space in their parking lots yeah. and showing the movies out there, like driving theaters used to do. I know now when you go to the movies, you sign, you do it online ahead of time, and you can pick a seat, so maybe they would restrict which seats can be. Right, they could do that, yeah. yeah. Right. If, and if I don't they want would to, clean them afterward. Yeah. I don't want to say something to have a negative impact on people that want to go see a movie, but certainly if you are, you want to sit there with a mask on. But uh, this article basically says that even though some movie theaters are reopening, it's still likely to be intimidating to people, even wearing a mask, just as and they also talk about cruise ships. How many people would feel comfortable going on a cruise right now with all the stories that have been in the news about problems with the cruises? So businesses are, are impacted in different ways. But it's funny, even as I drive around New Bedford and Dartmouth and the local places around here, you see so many places that are still just not open yet. Mm. And a lot of places, I think, I didn't, I didn't even know Barnes & Noble was open yet. So maybe people don't know that these you know, places are open. That could be. There certainly isn't much parking in the parking lots. It's just quite amazing. Well, I can tell you that I can go into Staples and Office Max and buy supplies, and I've done that. Mm-hmm. Ocean State has always been open. It says Lowe's and Home Depot. I had to return something to Macy's that I'd had since February (laughs) and held on to it knowing I couldn't go in. And last weekend I was able to go in and return it. Mm -hmm. They were very pleasant about taking something that was now four months out. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple other quick stories and then I'll pass on to the next topic I want to talk about, which is um, uh, EIDL loans, which we'll explain in a minute. Uh, The Thursday, July 2nd issue of the Wall Street Journal also says that this major investment firm, which invests in other companies and so forth, $2.5 billion investment firm, received in April a $726,000 PPP loan. Oh, that was bad news back when it first came out. Mm -hmm. The bigger banks got all the money and gave it to bigger customers, Mm -hmm. even though it was supposed to be Primarily for small businesses. And some of them gave it back, but here's a $2.5 billion investment firm. They got a $726,000 loan. Same thing happened with some universities and colleges, right? Yes, you're right. Harvard was one of them. Yep. Yes. Harvard has the largest endowment in the country and possibly in the world. It's Mm -hmm. a, I don't know, $40 or $50 billion endowment, but they picked up some money, and they did give it back, which is the right thing to do. But sometimes they have to be shamed into it, don't they? (laughs) Right. So um, one other last article I want to mention about from the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, July 2nd, employees postpone vacations. So think about that for a second. Companies are worried about staff burnout, and they're worried about having a whole flood of vacation requests at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. But people either don't want to travel now or can't travel now. So if you wanted to get down to Florida and go to the beaches, would you want to hop on a plane? I wouldn't feel comfortable being on a plane right now, Uh, even wearing masks. Not only that, but a number of the airlines have specifically announced that um, they're no longer going to keep their middle seats vacant. They're going to just fill all their seats and just tell people to wear masks. That seems crazy to me. So if you can't fly, if you can't, traveled by train, if you can't take a cruise, if you can't take a regular vacation, well, the other business that's been really successful lately is RVs Hmm. and camper trailers. Yeah, I think um, we're hoping we might go to New Hampshire soon, and I think what we're going to find is an inundation (laughs) of the campgrounds. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, they'll probably all be full. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably won't have social distancing but i don't know we haven't done camping for a long time have we tenny thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> the last time we we did camping i think we we're 24 or 25 years old yeah. <laughs> and um we had in a, a volkswagen, volkswagen camper van <laughs> and we toured all around in that with some really good experiences and some yeah. really bad experiences <laughs> it was wonderful we saw most of europe yeah, you know, like the time that um, 
we were parked on a slight slant and they have a little pop-up table yeah. and that was on the downside slant of the table mm-hmm. and Tenny went to give me a cup of hot coffee mm. and the coffee tipped and it went right across the table and right down in my lap. <laughs> I thought it was a, a big pot of hot water that I was doing dishes and I thought it was bigger than a cup of coffee. I don't know, but <laughs> it was not a pleasant experience because you couldn't get up quickly from the table and yeah. your whole... Uh, your whole uh, lap area, I guess I'll call it, <laughs> it was inundated with hot water. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to give me a message. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But anyway, let's talk briefly about um, EIDL. EIDL stands for Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Hmm. There's still a lot of funding available for the EIDL loan, and this is for businesses. Again, if you haven't looked into it, you should. And the differences, really, as I understand it, is that the EIDL does not have to primarily go toward payroll, and it is not forgivable. But the rate of interest is pretty low, and the term is, what, 30 years? You can pay it back over a 30-year period. The interest rate is 3.75%, so it's a fairly low interest rate. Excuse me. There are no payments required for the first whole year. Um, this is a loan that has to get repaid. The EIDL loan does have to get repaid. Um, but then you can amortize it over a 30-year period. So if you're in business and you haven't looked at this, you should do so. Big business, small business, it doesn't matter. Uh, nonprofits should look at this. Um, I've talked to people in nonprofits organizations in uh, churches. So... Um, Two days ago, I had a conversation with a minister friend of mine in Worcester that I might have mentioned Mm -hmm. and told him about this. And I said, maybe your church doesn't need it. But on the other hand, if you have a loan that has a higher interest rate and you can borrow money at this lower interest rate, then that can be a reason to do it as well. Mm -hmm. The maximum amount of that loan for small business is $150,000. And you don't automatically qualify that. It's based partly upon the amount of revenues that you show that you have. And the loan is up to $150,000. So strongly recommend uh, doing that. I have an article that if anybody would like a copy, um, it's called How to Use the PPP and EIDL Together. This is dated June 16th of 2020. But basically it says... SBA has two loan programs designed to help small businesses impacted by COVID. Um, And then it goes on to tell you the differences between the two of them and some interesting information about how to get advances and apply. Hmm. And I've done business with SBA previously um, for clients or um, for businesses. And usually it's a very tough thing to get through SBA. It's it's long, it's lengthy, it's cumbersome and all that sort of stuff. Applying for these loans is very simple, and they've made it simple on purpose so that the money can get out there and encourage the economy. So don't uh, worry about all the paperwork. It's not bad at all. Now, you're only looking at a two- or three-page application. Um, you have to be current in your corporate filings, which is easy to do if you are not and uh, the approval is very, very quick, hmm. and the payment of the money is very, very quick. It can be a matter of the following day. In the case of PPP money, they might have the money in your account literally the following day. Hmm. EIDL will take a few days longer. They say it's three to four weeks. Um, we've seen some recently where three days after the application was in, it was funded, hmm. and the money is in the account, and there are no restrictions on what you use those funds for. So we've got uh, two good articles, how to use the PPP and EIDL together, and EIDL versus the PPP, the breakdown. So if anybody wants a copy, uh, give a call to our office at 508-998-8858. We're happy to provide that. Now, with the EIDL loan, um, do you have to show that you've been economically impacted by the no. COVID? or No. You have to certify that you're not selling drugs, marijuana, Involved in illegal activities and sending currency. money overseas to bad places. <laughs> so a marijuana dispensary. No, nope. huh. and you can't be in the money lending business. You can't be in the business of lending money out to other people. Hmm. Um, 
One of the downsides of what's happening lately is that um, people may know, and this may impact a number of people listening today, that there's been a moratorium uh, on evictions. And that's about to change. That's about to end. So even as recently as this past week, there was a good article in the Boston Globe, um, June 28th, uh, Boston Herald, Boston Globe. Uh, They're looking for, right now, housing advocates are looking to see if they can get an extension because they're expecting a, a flood of eviction cases to be filed in Boston when this gets lifted. Well, it's not just Boston, it's also, you know, our area. So if you're behind in the rent, it doesn't mean that your rent is necessarily forgiven, but you may need to look into other sources of money to come up with the rent to make the payments. Right. I'd like to mention another loan program that people may not be thinking about, but uh, if you're not a business and you need money, There is a reverse mortgage available to those who own their house and have equity in it and are over age 62. Uh, Reverse mortgages are things that we are able to do through our office, and they are relatively straightforward. They're not quite as quick as the SBA loans, but certainly something that individuals could look into if, if you're having a problem paying your bills and no way of getting the money. Reverse mortgages are a wonderful opportunity for you. Yep, so we'll talk a little bit about some of the specifics of that. I just want to make one other point. Um, When there was a moratorium on paying rent, um, it doesn't mean that those rents are forgiven, so you might need to look for other sources for paying rent. Exactly. Um, But the housing court in Boston and Massachusetts is expecting 20,000 eviction cases are going to be filed almost immediately. Mm. And the other problem with this is um, that the eviction cases are probably going to impact minority communities disproportionately. Mm. So a lot more minorities who maybe have lost the job and haven't had the income, um, once several things are going to happen almost all at the same time. The additional unemployment compensation program is going to run out. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to have that money. Hopefully they put some of it aside for rent. And the $600 per week mm-hmm. addition to that is set to sunset as well. So in August, the uh, eviction moratorium is supposed to expire. So the question is whether the state will be looking at extending a, that moratorium, which the state could do, but then what does that do to the landlords? Mm-hmm. What can the landlords do if they've got people who aren't paying rent, maybe aren't able to pay their rent, they can't evict them because of the moratorium? What happens to the landlords when that happens? Right. Who? How do the taxes get paid? What mm-hmm. if the building needs repairs and there's no rent coming in? That could be an issue. Yep. So there isn't a really good solution right now. There have been some uh, state senate, state senators and state representatives who have filed bills um, looking to extend the moratorium. We'll keep you posted when there's more information. This article was just in the paper on June 28th talking about that. It's something that most people don't think about, but um, the time is going to come. So, um, again, in no particular sequence, I've got a quotation I wanted to give you from Buddha. Hmm. What we think we become. I kind of like that. That's that's a pithy quote, Tenny. That's a what? A pithy. Pithy. P i t h y. Yes, I like the quotation. word pithy. Yeah. And <laughs> this is something else to think about during this time period. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of difficulty for everybody. If you were working and you were collecting unemployment, maybe you've been fortunate enough to collect more money than you were making when you were working because of this additional amount of money. Mm-hmm. If you're in that position, hopefully you've put some of that money aside or paid down some debt or put money aside to pay your rent or something of that nature because that's going to end. So Ronald Reagan once said, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. Mm -hmm. And that really sort of describes the situation that we're in right now, doesn't it? I think a lot of people have been using that money to buy fireworks. (laughs) 
Well, I've heard. Have Have you noticed fireworks down where you live? Not where I live, but I've heard a lot of other communities are having problems with <laughs> fireworks. Um, it's true. People are going to be in trouble um, every single year. You hear stories about fires being set, people being badly burned, people mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. And still they'll go do it. We're not going to have public fireworks probably anywhere this year because that means crowds will come and get together. Right. Um, I heard um, a statistic that there have been something like a 2,800% increase in firework reports being made to police departments yeah. in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to do something fun. <laughs> well, I wouldn't encourage that. But I mean, not that. <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't encourage it. You know, and, and the offices here, um, uh, there's about a dozen people. We are working safely, I think, in the office. We wear masks when we are in the public areas. We sanitize frequently. We're very careful about limiting how many people come in the office at one time and things of that nature, as Tenny has mentioned. But the one thing that I'm very proud of all the time is there's really a very terrific team of people working here. There really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tenny and Mike, you run the law firm side, and you've got good people uh, working. One of your uh, employees is returning to work on Monday. Monday. Yay. Tomorrow. <laughs> We've been waiting. She's who been had tied up. Concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And couldn't get in because of that. I'm sure that's impacted a lot of people not being oh, able to yeah. go back to work. Yeah. But she's know. coming back. That's good. She is. I don't know if childcare places are open yet. I don't think they are. But she's. Well, that's a problem, too. I mean, yeah. how do you keep social distancing with young kids? Right. Um,. There are new regulations even impacting opening schools. Uh, Governor Baker announced regulations, I think, about a week or 10 days ago that hmm. they're going to have desks separated. Some classes are going to be done still on computers versus being in the classroom together. And they may have school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one week, and Tuesday, Thursday, the next week. It's going to be impossible for parents. It's going to be, be really tough. tough. So think of parents that want to work and need child care, how difficult that's going to be for them. But I think what I heard also is that any child who's five years of age or older is going to be wearing a mask. Hmm. Yes. In school. Well, uh, what I heard this morning from a guy who's incoming as the president of the American Pediatric Organization, I don't remember the name, uh, third graders and up will be required to wear a mask all day. First and second graders will be encouraged. And everybody on a bus, no matter if you're a kindergartner, will have to wear a mask. It's How do you enforce that? I know I it. feel like that it's, that's just it's, not uh, going to happen. It's very tough. Uh, Tenny, let's come back briefly uh, and talk about reverse mortgages because um, – we get something called reverse mortgage daily in the office, and actuaries, which are people who figure out longevity and life expectancies and so forth, they're actually saying that reverse mortgages right now are a good way to think about helping people in retirement. Oh, they are. They, uh, I, I know that reverse mortgages have a bad connotation to a lot of people, but uh, it's a wonderful way to make use of the equity in your house that you've built up over years and years of hard work. Well, I think for a lot of people, um, you have to be 62 years of age or older to qualify for a reverse mortgage. And at that age, you can expect to borrow, let's assume you have no mortgage on your house, you can expect to borrow about 50% loan to value, which means if you had a house that was worth $200,000, you could qualify for approximately a $100,000 reverse mortgage. Hmm. And normally you don't take it as a lump sum, but you can set it up as a credit line. You can have a systematic distribution from it if you want mm-hmm. so that you get money on a regular basis just put into your account. There are several things that you can do with reverse money, reverse mortgage money. You can pay off existing debt that uh, undoubtedly has a relatively high rate of interest. You can um, obtain what is like income on a monthly basis so that you're assured of your income. Um, and so a reverse mortgage uh, is really nothing but a positive as far as I'm concerned. 
And I should mention that uh, Tenney is fully licensed and approved as a mortgage loan originator and can do reverse mortgages. And it took more than a year and a half to get through that whole qualification period for her to do that. That was tough. And you've got some cases that you're working on in closing soon, I guess, aren't you? I hope so, yes. So I think you've got two cases that you're working on currently. If anybody would like more information about reverse mortgages, we've got information on um, understanding reverse mortgages. Uh, Tenny has a little brochure she'd be happy to send. Uh, the company that she's affiliated with is called East Coast Capital, and she'd be more than happy to send out information. If you would like that information, give her a call. I'm going to give you a different number to call. You can call uh, 995-6200. That's 508-995-6200, and that's her dedicated line for dealing with reverse mortgages. They're very particular and their requirements, they're very particular about who can give information, which should only be uh, a licensed mortgage originator. So it can help a lot of people uh, look into it if you'd like to do that. And Mike, um, you know, we talk a lot about the fact that people need to be prepared to protect themselves. What if somebody has to go to the hospital? Mm -hmm. You know, what are some of the just real quick basic documents that everybody should have in place? Should definitely have powers of attorney. Um, so to name an agent to pay bills or to make healthcare decisions for you, those are really important documents. As I mentioned, the, the woman that came in, she was at the hospital and she was thinking about how her bills were going to get paid and who was going to manage things. And she didn't, like I said, have any documents in place. So that was one of the main reasons she came in here. She wanted to have powers of attorney done. Okay. Yeah. So healthcare proxies and powers of attorney, mm-hmm. and then obviously wills and trust. Yep, you should consider having a will or a trust. It really depends on your situation. So that's something that we can go over with you if you want to come into the office or have a conference call. We look at all your assets and what your uh, plans are for how you want to leave things to kids or other individuals, and then we figure out which the best document may be for you. Okay. Um, and then give Mike a call at 508-998-8800 if you want more information about that. So the one thing that I like to think about when I think about USA Wealth Group and think about what you folks are doing in Lance Law, Inc., is your wealth of information. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you in the law firm side and we on the financial side, we've just got so much information and experience to be able to offer to people. And... Um, don't sit back and do nothing. You know, take some action uh, to get the information that you ought to have. And um, I think we have a really great team of people here. Uh, Vince Lombardi once said, teamwork is what the Green Bay Packers were all about. They didn't do it for individual glory. They did it because they loved one another. Teamwork is important. We won't go that far in the office. <laughs> No, but that was what um, what drove the Patriots, really, to mm-hmm. all of their Super Bowl titles was mm-hmm. working as a team. That's their big logo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully she still will. Uh, the, the team still will. Um, Laurie Hernandez once said, my mother was in the Army Reserve for six years. She taught me the importance of following rules, finishing what I start, never giving up, leadership skills, teamwork, staying positive, motivated, and how to pack the military way when I'm traveling. But it's all about having a good team to help support you, and that's what everybody in this office does here. So um, there's some important tax things coming up fairly soon. We're not going to go into a lot of detail about it right this minute. Um, But the CARES Act, which was passed a few months ago, has some really important tax provisions. And one of the things is that there are some significant tax credits and expanded ability to deduct business items for business owners in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a very significant help for anybody who's in business for themselves. And if you'd like more information about that, again, contact uh, me, Ray Lance, at 508-998-8858. I hope you might do a program about that because it really is an important a bit of information to get out to the public. We're scheduling that for August. We're going to be talking about that. It's going to 
really help businesses that have been uh, impacted by the virus. And um, that is basically everybody that we're talking about. So um, as we get near the end of the show today, I, I want to make a couple of comments and say that um, everybody wants to protect their family. Um, it's a silly question. Do you want to protect your family? Of course you do. And this is the time I mentioned that people are probably spending time right now doing cleaning projects at home, mm -hmm. fixing things up, taking advantage of the time to do outside projects that they haven't had time to do before. And um, protecting your family is one of those things that you should be thinking about doing right now. So you know you need to take time to protect your family, get your estate planning documents in order, and get your finances in order. Mm -hmm. Are you retired? Have you had to dip into retirement funds? There's some really important tax things that you can do right now. What if you're younger than the age of 59 and a half um, for your IRA account withdrawals? The rule has always been in the past that if you're not 59 and a half, you don't want to take money out of your IRA account because you'll pay a 10% penalty hmm. on top of regular income tax. So now under the CARES Act, they've passed several very important features. Number one, you can take money out of your IRA or your 401k or your 403b if you need it to survive. Mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure you're not going to mess yourself up for retirement. Mm -hmm. But you can do it now without paying a 10% penalty. Hmm. That's really significant. And it does have to be paid back, correct? No, you don't have to pay it back. Oh. Um, but the other thing you can do is you can pay the tax on the money that you withdraw mm -hmm. over a three-year period. Huh. So you're not going to get hit with the tax all at the same time. It, a lot of this stuff is very technical. We've got information we can share with somebody so that if you think you do need to take money out, you know, get some advice from your accountant, your tax preparer, if they are familiar with these rules, or if not, we'll be happy to share them with you as well. So... Most importantly, what I said at the very beginning is that you can plan for a hurricane, but you can't plan for a tornado. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened with the coronavirus, not only the physical things that we've had to go through in protecting our health, but the financial things, is this has been like a tornado mm -hmm. hitting. It's that serious. So if it's important for you to protect your family, you need to call the law firm and speak to attorney Mike Coleman at 508-998-8800. If it's important for you to protect your finances and think about your retirement and what are the best tax planning things you need to do, um, give a call to USA Wealth Group. Ask for Peter Lance or Ray Lance at 508-998-8858. Most of all, uh, be safe, take some action, and do something to protect yourself. And thank you most of all for listening to our show every week. We'll see you next week on the radio.